0: This is your Midwest Garden Podcast, and we hit the road, we are now down on the farm. Stick with us. Mike, Mike, where are the cows? Scott, can, can I finish the open? Can I? Can... Yeah, Mike, but I don't see any pigs either, man. Where'd you bring me? Scott, today's podcast is season one, episode 21. And we're on a pumpkin farm. This is a pumpkin farm. It's not a moo cow farm. It's not a piggly wiggly farm. It's a pumpkin farm. I'm going to
1: look for animals, though.
0: You can look all you want. I mean, I'm sure since it's a farm and it's in the wide open spaces, you're going to see Whatever you want to see. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another YMG episode. I'm Mike O'Rourke, the garden guy. Scott is obviously here also. Hey, everyone. We're
1: on location up first for YMG podcast. Even with the COVID protocols, it is great to be out in this fresh air, Mike.
0: Yeah, can you smell that? Beautiful
1: sunshine,
0: blue skies. Little puff cotton clouds out there, but I don't see any horses or pigs or cows or anything like that.
1: I'm going to find some.
0: Yeah, go for it. Well, today we're so happy to be joined by Matthew Lavoie. He's from the Lavoie Pumpkin Farm in Temperance, Michigan. Thanks, Matt, for having us out here. I mean, this is really great. How you doing, Matt? I'm great. How are you? Do you prefer Matt or Matthew? You can call me Matt. All right. Well, thanks for having us out here. It's a beautiful day out here. And, you know, I, I this is really cool because I see pumpkins different sizes, some as big as my Jeep. I see corn stalks that are taller than my house. Um, And then I see these little itty bitty teeny weeny things. Do you have a little bit of history to tell us about the Lavoie Farm or the pumpkin farm itself?
2: I do. Um, We are third generation running it currently right now. Uh, My grandpa Lavoie started it um, over 50 years ago. I think 52 years this year um, since uh, he started it. And so he's uh, gone and uh, passed away now, but uh third generation is now carrying on his legacy and uh um the, the farm that he started uh 52 years later um and we sell we sell a lot um we have like 35 different types of of pumpkins and gourds and squash um you you, you see you see pumpkins and you see gourds and see squash like you can group it in three categories but i tell you there's more than three categories that, you know <laughs> in my eyes
0: well you know what i i've i've I... <laughs> Shoot, I've been 40 plus years in the gardening industry itself. And I got to tell you, I've been kind of n- not naive, but I'll, uh, yeah, I'm naive. I just see a pumpkin and I think pumpkins, all pumpkins are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are no. they? Well, they're all orange. Okay. Well, no, no, no,
2: no, <laughs> no. Nah. I've seen tan. I've, I've seen, seen tan. tan.
0: Yeah, and I've seen sunburned ones. Yes. <laughs> Sunburn.
2: Well, the one, the ones I that everyone buys for carving, I, I should say, is uh, yeah. is all orange. But uh, I do have plenty of, of colored pumpkins as well. Um, so you you are not wrong. There there is plenty of colored pumpkins here as well, tan and blue and white and pink and everything else. Pink. Yes, pink. Pink pumpkins. <laughs> pink pumpkins. Well, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month.
0: Oh, there you go. So, Scott, Scott I, That now think about that. Um, how many, how do you decide how many you're going to be growing of different varieties?
2: Um, you, you look at years past what you've grown um, and just kind of look at uh, records and history. And, um, I mean, you want to make sure that you plan enough, you grow enough for um, your clientele. You, you know, you don't want to run out, but uh, of Factor course. they're in weather yeah um you know weather weather in the farming industry is hard to factor in sometimes but uh right yeah, um yeah i mean unfortunately the weather plays a big role you know whether or not we have a good crop this this year we have a great crop fantastic uh weather did great for us but uh when it comes to amount um you just just kind of look at the years past and say well we'll, we'll plant this much and. You know, if we have a lot, we'll try to market and get rid of some. So for the city kid here, when do you start planting pumpkins? Typically around Memorial Day, around June 1st, uh, we'll plant pumpkins. And we might take uh, one week and plant the the longer day seed. And then maybe a week later, then we'll plant the little shorter day seed Um, because each Each different type of seed has a different uh, maturity length to it, whether it's 85 days or 120 days.
1: And you mentioned you have a full-time job on top of the farm. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that, man, you're working a lot of late nights and having a good time doing it because— That's that's uh, passion to do that and put that much time in there.
2: It is. And and you hit the nail on the head when you said passion. You know, you got to have passion for agriculture otherwise it's it, it is difficult um if you don't have passion for it. And uh that's something I I do have. Um and I uh and I enjoy that. I actually work in the agriculture industry. So it's yeah. it's it's going from my work agriculture to coming home and doing pumpkin farm. It's just it's farming all all the time, twenty four seven. It's a hobby,
1: well, like the well, podcast is to me. Compared to my regular audio, well, job. this
0: is not ESPN, Scott. But one <laughs> day, maybe. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep. The, I want you to carry on on that. What you said, you work in the in the ag industry. Yes, um, I work
2: in uh, in Ida, Michigan, uh, just up the road from my farm at the Ida Farmers Cooperative. Um, I do uh, I do a lot there, um, and of course, when farmers are busy in spring, summer, and fall we're very busy and um you know i somehow i sometimes i i can't even think how but i find time to do my own farming
1: yeah let's don't pick a hobby that's busy the opposite time of your regular job <laughs> let's pick <laughs> one right that's well, busy yeah. when he's busy
2: right yeah it's it it, it gets crazy um but it, it's a, it's a team effort um you know i've got i've got my whole family um it's not it's not just me it's uh I'm third generation along with my brother and sister. So there's three of us that, that run this, this uh, pumpkin farm. So you're
0: going to maintain the legacy that your grandfather started. Yes. Do you have any kids yet? No, I do not. Okay. Now, when you do have kids, are you expecting to have kids? Chill it. At some point. At some point? <laughs> All right. Well, then in this case... Um, you're going to, basically, it's in the blood. I know a couple of farmers, they let their children come out and get their feet and hands dirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, just jump in the mud, get going. Is that how you started out?
2: Pretty much. Um, I mean, my dad was farming, um, just, you know, hobby. You know, he's got a full-time job, um, so he, he does it, and then I would always ride in the tractor with him. Um, you know, he's been around the farm when he was a kid. He's farming now. Uh, we, we don't do a lot. You know, it, it's it's all hobby, but we uh,
0: we we definitely we definitely do it. Now, You're talking hobby. I, I yeah. I think of a hobby as maybe a twenty by ten. You know, a little garden plot. <laughs> How large of a property are you maintaining for the pumpkins as well as anything else? Pumpkins. We do about five
2: acres of pumpkins, and that that includes the the gourds and squash and everything. It, it's about a five acre five acre plot for everything we grow.
1: Yeah, because this farming equipment is not hobby.
0: No, I'm taking no. a look it's at serious money involved. Yeah. Money, and he's got the big tractors, and he's driving big trucks, and this is, uh, I mean, this is really, really cool. Um, now, I'm gonna, I'm, how many different pumpkins? You said that there were pink ones, there were yellow ones, there were orange ones. Well, oh, yeah, that's the ones. Oh, yep. But how many different varieties?
2: Um, like I said, about probably thirty to thirty five different, different different types of seed between pumpkins, squash, gourds, colored pumpkins i've got i could I could take forty five minutes to name off everything I okay. got but
0: <laughs> well, well, see growing up, if you're a city kid, you know, and they're they're revising history now, but I mean, you know the pilgrims, Plymouth Rock, they mm-hmm. stop over the American Aboriginals, the Indians come over and they say, "Here I have some pumpkin pie, gotta cook turkey." Um, we've even got some apple salad that you know, you guys are stupid. We're going to feed you. Mm-hmm. Um, are there pumpkins that are basically or specifically used for cooking versus carving or both?
2: Uh, both. Um, I mean, the bigger pumpkins are best for carving. Um, you can you can eat a pumpkin the insides uh, we we have what's called pie pumpkins and they're a little smaller and uh the pie pumpkins they call them that because um w- when you take out the insides and you were to bake them and use them for a pumpkin pie it, it would make a, about equivalent to a single pumpkin pie that's why they call it a pie pumpkin i mean you can make probably five pie pumpkin or five pie uh, pumpkin pies out of like a big pumpkin
0: do do you do you sell these pumpkins to let's say canners at all or do they do their own
2: No um and someone's told me uh once that uh the canneries pumpkin pie filling canneries actually uh prefer what, uh orange hubbard squash but, and uh all all the squash I sell is edible, um, and I, I do sell orange Hubbard squash. And uh, someone someone has once told me I have not tried it myself or done it, but that uh, an orange Hubbard actually makes a better, sweeter pumpkin pie than an actual pie pumpkin and you can still use a pie pumpkin for to make a pumpkin pie but you gotta um, put
0: enough honey or sugar and molasses in it to make it sure
2: sure but yeah they've they've said that they've uh they've said the the orange hubbards actually is what is the preference for the canneries
0: now the orange hubbard is a pumpkin right
2: it's a it's a squash. It's a squash. Considered a squash.
0: Okay, because I had a few years back somebody tell me and I, I yeah, I love pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. But how much really pumpkin is in pumpkin pies, especially the ones, the prefab ones that you make? Or if you get the cans, um and and you make your own, if you look at the ingredients on there, it doesn't say the Hubbard, but it also says certain types of gourds. Now is a pumpkin mm-hmm. a gourd?
2: Yeah, a pumpkin is considered a gourd.
0: It is a gourd. Yes. I'll be darned! I thought of gourds being those little warty things that you find at the Mm -hmm. site of the cricks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we got got
0: plenty of
1: them. I got a quiz for you, Mike.
0: Oh, I forgot to tell you. Scott is renowned for throwing these Mm -hmm. curveballs. Curveball quiz. Go.
1: So, did pumpkins originate in North America or in Europe? Talking pumpkins or or gourds? Pumpkins. The orange thing. (laughs) You know, he'd have to do that (laughs) like a basketball.
0: All right, it's got to be way out in left field on that. Why don't I say in Europe? Because, I mean, somebody's had to bring it in. Got a gas mat?
2: Oh, you're really testing my knowledge. That's right. Um, That's what I do. Yeah.
0: (laughs) See, he already knows. Because I cheat. It's
2: real easy for me. I'm going to say Europe, because if it was
1: North America originated in north america all right well hey Wow,
0: well, that's pure americana here <laughs> here well, we go you know that's, well, let's paint the american flag on it and I, i'm serious so, i didn't know So that. number
1: two while i'm at it because oh, we were just talking about you all know, right so are pumpkins fruits or vegetables
0: let me see fruit grows on a tree vegetables grow on a vine uh i would say vegetable
2: well, I'm going to contradict that. I'm going to say fruit because he said vegetable. But. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yeah, not we'll leave it to the
0: <laughs> farmer. He's been doing it for 40 years, and he's not
1: even 40. Pumpkins, hey, according to the all-knowing Internet, pumpkins are fruits, not veggies. Fruit of the land.
0: Well, the Internet is absolutely correct all the time. But, I mean,
1: so it's, it's a... Much like me. <laughs> it's, it's a fruit. I just asked my wife. It's a fruit. It's a fruit.
0: i be darned. Now, is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable?
1: Mm. Tomato, oh. tomato. Are we at a tomato farm?
0: No, oh, see, no. Scott's so we subtle. Won't, we won't right. be doing that. <laughs> All right. I, I, do you guys grow competitively also? I mean, it looks like the way you've got this thing set up, you've got huge, I mean, absolutely huge. I've got, you know, Great Danes that are, would be like little munchkins compared to some of these pumpkins. Do you have, or do you, do you competitively grow also?
2: No, we don't. Um, I do plant that type of seed, though, for that um, that the pumpkins do get fifteen hundred pounds or so. I do have that seed, but I don't. Uh, I was
0: always wondering, do they? That's a special type of a pumpkin, then.
2: Yes, you know, I know every, the
0: seed. It's not a fluke where somebody's going, giving it organic nutrients, and then you know, talking to it every night before they put it to sleep. It, and it all that helps. Sort of thing. It does. <laughs> okay, but do, it,
2: do we it, know the name of that seed? um there's a couple of them there there's two of them off the top of my head that uh that I've planted before Um, uh, one of them's called big Max and one of them's called dill's atlantic, giant. atlantic uh, uh, giant
0: what on an average i mean i i know that I grossly exaggerate, but you probably won't- mm-hmm. size on those i mean for the winners usually do they go by pounds or do they go by the you know diameter of the pumpkin
2: uh both um but mainly pounds um but for the for the uh, like the the really big ones that, that you'd take to a, a pumpkin weigh off contest, um, you know, I, I've never personally been to one. I'd love to be to one, but um, I, I they'll get anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred pounds. Uh, my guess.
0: Holy moly! Um, David Letterman. Yeah, he's yeah. talking for about For years
1: it. in two thousand eight ish, Letterman used to blow up like 800 and 1400 fourteen hundred pound pumpkins. It,
0: this is going on in the air. You're going to give some people some ideas. Yeah, sorry. Now, <laughs>
1: don't, but, uh, okay. They dropped them from the top of a building too. So let's everybody go that way. Have please. you ever done that, Matt?
0: I have not. Yeah, he's he's, he's smiling right now. He yeah. doesn't want Dad or anybody else to know.
1: <laughs> uh, na- na- nationally, his answer is, "I have not. Yes.
0: I have never blown up a pumpkin or dropped one out of a ten-story building." Now, do you have problems with people coming in and you know just you know? pulling over and taking about 10 or 20 of them
2: not that i know of um i mean people in this area are, are pretty courteous they're they're pretty awesome they, they they won't just come in and steal um even out in the field um as, as far as i'm concerned I've, I've never had no no damage uh vandalism or n- nothing of that sort you know people are people are cool in this area and, and they have respect and um they come in and um you know, because like I said, I you know I have a full time job. There might not be anybody here at, at sometimes. And of so day. you can, yeah. leave. And we have a money box, and people are very generous enough to say, "This is what we took," and this this is what no we're we'll kidding. Leave. Yes, see, that's cool. And people don't believe me when when I say that. They're like, "Surely you have people that, that steal some." Well, yeah, more more than likely it, it happens, um, but I don't I don't sweat over it um, because there's more good people than there's bad. Back. And all,
0: all my customers are great. Back in the day, I mean, we're all kind of reminiscing about you know getting back inside the house is when the when the street lights turn on, uh, dropping the bike out in the front of the house on the lawn, and then being there the following morning, never locking the front porch, sleeping on the front porch. I mean, this is basically all wide open spaces, and this is absolutely beautiful. You know, when we were coming up here, Scott is being a nuisance. I mean, he he wanted to know. <laughs> You want to tell? No, no, you continue. You continue. Uh, he thought, now, see, I had to explain to him beforehand, a farm, you can grow, you can have a beet farm, you can have a corn farm, you can have, you know a pumpkin farm, you can have all sorts. He believes that all farms have to have moo cows and pigs. He, and he's asking, where are the pigs? Where are the cows here? Yeah I got the, the, they don't grow no pigs or cows here. This is a pumpkin farm. Is it solely pumpkins that you grow? Now you made mention that you had some other property.
2: Yeah, so we do uh, cash crops, corn and soybeans as well. We got about twenty acres of that. Twenty acres of that. Twenty acres, yes. Um, and then the five acres of pumpkins. That, that's all the crops we, we we grow.
0: Now, is that considered a hobby? Also, pretty much. I mean, any more twenty than acres? When you're talking that, it's a, it's the zip code for Sylvania, Ohio. Forty-three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet. <laughs> Um, per acre, and you got 20 acres. Or that's more than a hobby. I mean, what time do, do you get to go to sleep?
2: Yeah, eventually.
0: Eventually, my goodness <laughs> gracious.
2: Any any more in the farming industry, um, 20 acres is nothing. I mean, you can't make a living off of that, so it's considered a hobby. Um, but it, it still is is considered something.
0: Do you do you have any preference on on growing? I mean, when it comes down to the pumpkins themselves. Are they susceptible to certain insects, certain diseases, and let's say oh, like yeah. powdery mildew? Is there something that you use to either rectify it or prevent it?
2: Of course, um, yeah, I, I do spray fungicide um, on, on my pumpkins, um, squash, gourds. It, it, it just it provides a healthier plant and a healthier fruit. Not a vegetable fruit, but uh, <laughs> here you go. Yep, but
0: yes, yeah. the, the winter. You had to go on Scott's side there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
2: No, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen pumpkins um, that have not been sprayed. Even if you miss a part of the field that may have not been sprayed all year, you can see the disease in it, and the pumpkins tend to rot quicker.
0: So your primary uh, culprit is, is the disease. I mean, we're Correct. southeast Michigan where, you know, this is a south, uh, well, well, the southern Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And it is extremely humid during mid-season, mid-growing season. It's a per- perfect incubator for any of the funguses to, yes. to take hold. What fungus is basically your primary big one? Is it st- standard powdery mildew that's going to be a, the, the good one? Because customers, well, you know, they they're try their watermelons, their cucumbers, mm-hmm. their squash, their... Zucchini, I mean, it seems like it attacks all of them, including the pumpkins itself.
2: Yeah, any cucurbit um, for the most part. And, you know, tomato plants, um, you know, any vegetables in, in your garden that have uh, big, broad leaves on them. Um, you know, like tomatoes, cucumber, zucchini, uh, broccoli, sometimes, you know, th- they all will create some sort of fungus. Um, but the cucurbits, which it would be uh, cucumber, zucchini, squash, pumpkins,
0: um, of that type. Downy mildew. Yes. Is a big one that's been supposedly coming from your state, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it attacks the cucurbits. Um, I hope I'm saying that right, because yeah. I, but basically it attacks them. Anything from, let's say, your pumpkin to your, your cucumbers to your zucchini to even, you know, let's just say the, the imp- impatience. I mean, people wanted the annuals to come out and start going haywire and, and, and bingo. Um, basic, basically, I, I was just, you know, thinking that these things look just absolutely gorgeous. There's not a, well... You can't have a gourd without a wart, but I mean they don't have any blemishes on them. I mean, these are these are the ones that you see at you know the fairs, uh, on
1: magazine covers. Uh,
0: well, and those, or Scott's front yard, I guarantee you he's gonna. This Scott has basically just started getting into growing. He's been mm-hmm. you know the technocrat on ESPN and all of this other. What he's doing right now is he's learning and he's. Bec- he, I think he's finding a passion. So when he found Lavoie Pumpkin Farm. He wanted to hurry up and come on out and get it. I thought it was going to be too early. When do you start harvesting these?
2: Uh, usually the second week of September. Um, wow. I do a lot a lot more retail than wholesale. So, um, you know, the, the clientele starts to kind of think about Uh, autumn and fall and harvest around, well, after Labor Day. You know, Labor Day is considered the official end of the summer. Unofficial end of the summer, excuse me. Um, So, just after Labor Day, about, about a week or so. Do you
0: usually sell out of them?
2: Yes and no. Um, I, I try to sell as much as I can um, usually towards the end of the season there's other farms around that say uh, we're short on this, we're short on that you know, maybe I'm short you know, we just oh, kind of start see.
0: so it's kind of like, you know, uh, you do the neighborly thing exactly. and you, you help effort. Hey, we'd like to thank Black Diamond Garden Centers for sponsoring your Midwest garden we record this podcast on site at the Toledo location amidst all the smells of budding flowers the manures, the chicken schmutz you name it if you're in the Toledo or Perrysburg, Ohio area, please stop by either Black Diamond location for all your gardening needs. And remember, ask someone who knows. Well, and and I noticed when we were coming up here, while Scott was asking all sorts of questions where moo cows and piggies are, um, we stopped at, at this place that had the great big sign that said Lavoie Farm. And, you know, down below it had this little two miles up. Well, I didn't know that. We're pulling in. And as as I'm pulling in, you notice that there's, there's, well, houses all over the place, and then, like, farm fronts, there's, like, roadside stands on it. Mm-hmm. I pulled in. He goes, oh, no, you're in the wrong place. The, the young man that I talked to, and I said, well, the sign says, you know, the sign says two miles up. And I go, oh, he's right. And he goes, but Matt's up two miles up, you know, up the road to the right-hand side. You'll see it. No problem at all. It's two miles up. When you're in an urban setting, you go two miles up, you don't know who in the heck you're talking about. These guys knew exactly where you were, who you were, and how you were. Mm -hmm. Now, is that the neighborly thing? I mean, or is it just basic common sense that you guys scratch each other's backs, fill the void when you have too many here or enough here to fill the void, somebody's short, you supply them?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly how it works. Um, The agricultural industry... um, always has everybody's back we always have everybody's back and uh, you know we're always we're always helping each other out no matter what it is, you know, helping, helping with a lending hand or, um, products or anything. Um, you know, I, like I said before, if I'm short, I'll reach, I'll reach out and try to get what I need to fulfill what I need. Um, but if somebody else is short, they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, do you have, you know, any, any pumpkins? And can you'd be
0: more than happy to supply
2: what you can for them. Of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll supply my best, my best produce I can to, uh, to anybody. And, uh, and I've got plenty of it out in the field, so I don't I don't sell it all, um, you know. And that's that's like I said earlier that, that that's just the nature of it. Is well, you sure know, you want to make sure that you have enough for your your customers throughout the season. Um, but then of course there's also that fine line where you don't want to do too much. Have you ever run out? Um, I've come close, okay, <laughs> but um, I have I have not run out. No, um, there's plenty of pumpkins out there. Of course, as we start to get towards the end of the season, the the, the best ones are getting overpicked. But there's, you know, nonetheless, there, there's still plenty of pumpkins out in the field for I, me to grab.
1: Scott's got a question. No question. I just, you know, you're talking about my uh, pigs and cows. Just for the record, Look right over there is some chickens.
2: We do have chickens, yes.
1: So there you go, Mike. I wasn't wrong. Even the pumpkin farm has little animal life. I,
0: you know, two miles down, when, we, when the young man told us where the Lavoie farm was, you know what they had in the back over there behind the fences?
1: No, I didn't drive that far.
0: Horses. Oh, yeah? Yes, so you had horses. We haven't seen any moo cows. No. We haven't seen any piggies, but you got your chickens. I got, I got
1: some chickens on the farm. Do
0: you sell eggs, or do you, uh, Matt? Do you sell eggs?
2: Yeah, we do. We we sell the the eggs from our chickens. Um, we'll sell it at the farm. And,
0: really? Yeah. Yeah, really? I'll be darned because that's you know. Okay, now I had a lady that they live in Waterville, but she brings her mother, who's my next door neighbor, ninety five years old, beautiful lady. She'll bring eggs to her. And she brought me a dozen over, and they're brown. I've, you know, I've seen kind of discolored ones, but brown ones. And she goes, "You got to wash them." I said, "Why? You got to wash? You're going to wash the, the the color off? Why do you got to wash them before you do that?" There's a membrane on it mm-hmm. that you you should wash off at all times. And I, I mean, it's not mandatory, but membrane is that protecting the thing or? Uh, what? Yes. I had no idea.
2: Yes, actually, it does. Um, they they. People do say, and I've seen people do it, that even if, if you don't wash them, if you just take them, you know, from uh, from the nest or... Uh, from, from Gertie, yeah, yep, the and hen. If you just put them, you know, just in an egg carton or something, you don't have to refrigerate them as long as you don't wash the membrane off. Really? Yes. And I've, I've seen people do it now. I don't, I don't mean, you know, keep it for a month or two, no. but, um, you know, yeah, if you, you know, keep it a couple of days or so, you, you don't have to put them in the refrigerator right away as long as you don't wash them, wash the membrane off. And I've seen people they'll, you know, that you open up the egg carton and there's, you know, little bits of straw and hay in, in yeah, the egg carton yeah. just from, you know, picking up the egg yeah. and, uh, and putting it right in the egg carton, um, from the chicken and, uh, it, it, it's you think oh my gosh that's that's dirty and everything well you're not eating the shell i don't I don't think mm, well no <laughs> but, but... uh yeah but it, the the membrane uh on the shell actually keeps it from going bad um and then but if as soon as you wash it and you're washing that membrane off and then you have to uh then then you have to refrigerate it but we always refrigerate our eggs
0: now that sound that you hear in the background is the biggest john Deere tractor i've ever seen in my entire life mm-hmm each one of the tires the wheels themselves are are bigger than my house and do you know where that's going i mean I, since everybody's there's eight of them eight tires on that sucker yeah
2: that, that's what uh we call an eight wheeler um i mean n- not nothing too logical there but well, um, <laughs>
0: oh, no but i mean that's huge
2: yeah very very big tractor um with a very big piece of equipment behind it gonna go probably work up some ground somewhere um for
0: next year's planting or burying or what
2: yep uh burying uh some sort of crop stubble maybe maybe wheat stubble um there's uh, tomato harvest going on um in monroe county um and uh, all over uh that for that reason
0: now here um, we're at the end of september first part of october um even in the middle of october um, uh, from that point on, you said from Labor Day on is basically the official time that everybody starts to harvest. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of October right now. And what we're, what, what we do is, you know, a lot of people, they recycle their property, their, 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 their soils. Do you put, do you grow anything like winter wheat or grass or anything on any of your properties to bring back the nutrients that are? utilized by the pumpkins what i'm getting to is a pumpkin something that's basically going to take 90 percent of everything that's in the soil out
2: um it, it take the pumpkins do take a lot of nutrients um uh, to grow they don't they do take uh, some from the ground um they'll also put some back um you know because of the all the fertilizer and nutrients you put down in the spring uh-huh. so um Pumpkins, uh, veg- any vegetable uh, takes a lot of fertilizer and a lot of nutrients, so it, um, it, it it's it's beneficial for the ground, um, you know, uh, to a certain you know, a certain extent, you know, you, we're we're uh, environmentally verified, so uh, the far- our farm, um, and that's something in Michigan that uh, that other farms have done is they've gotten environmentally verified. So, what does that mean? Basically, what that means is the um, the state awards us for not polluting the ground, for no kidding. Doing, doing the right thing, not putting down too much fertilizer, um, just, you know, making sure that our farmstead is clean. Um, you know, we don't have oil spills, fuel spills. Um, you know, we are prepared um, if there was a spill or anything. You know, we're, we are basically environmentally friendly in that case.
1: Did I mention that there are over 1.5 billion pounds of pumpkins produced in the U.S.
0: You, each year? I'm surprised you didn't give us a quiz. How many billions? No, of no, p- that, pounds that was a <laughs> gift. You both. You both get a point. We, we, well, Matt's still ahead. Uh, by he's the way. still ahead by one. How many? How many?
1: Huh? One more than 1.5 billion pounds. Pounds a pumpkin.
0: God, that's so.
1: You, and I'm going to also take this moment since we have listeners all over the Midwest. I did a little homework, and I hit up some pumpkin farms in other cities that everybody can check out for themselves. So if you live in Indiana, there's a Russell Farm and Pumpkin Patch. Illinois has Sunny Acres Farm. Wisconsin has Swan's Pumpkin Farm. Jerry Smith Pumpkin Farm. And, I mean, these are just some of the top ones that came up. Uh, Minnesota has Lentz Waldock Farm. Barton Pumpkin Farm. And out in Iowa, you got Howells, Pierce's, and Bloomsbury Pumpkin Farm. So everybody go out and check out your local pumpkin farm and purchase some 1.5 billion pounds of pumpkin.
0: Well, again, we're at Matthew Lavoie's farm. Now, is this a family farm right here in Temperance? It's Lavoie Pumpkin Farm in Temperance, Michigan. Is this run strictly by you, Matt, or is it, you know, let's say shared by your siblings, parents, et cetera? Did you listen to the beginning of the interview? (laughs) He, Scott wants to humiliate me. He's, I'm not going to accept
2: it. It's hey, Matt and his
1: but, brother and sister. What part of the interview weren't you listening to?
2: No, but I'm talking about working it, darn it. Okay, working it. Okay. I love talking to you guys. You, you guys are awesome. And I'll, 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 Well, thank you, Matt. I'll, I'll tell you, yes. Uh, no piggies or um, ponies. I, I am the manager of the farm. Um,
0: That's what I was getting to. I mean.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm the manager, but uh, it, it is it is a, it is still a joint effort. Um, you know, we're, you know, one third, um, in the farm, my, me and my brother and my sister. Um, and, but you know, I, I, I run the farm. I, 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 make a lot of the decisions, but, um, you know, we, we, still, we still agree together and we still, we also agree to disagree sometimes, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's with anything, but you've got
0: uh, in this case, size is really going to matter. I have never seen the tallest corn stalks. So, what's what's the height of these corn stalks that you have in front of me? Uh, probably about ten feet. You think that's only ten?
2: Eight, maybe eight. Depends on which one. Oh, uh, uh, Scott's I, Scott's what?
0: Six foot. Scott's six, so that's a good four. Yeah, you're about right. Yeah. ten feet. So, well, it's leaning. So if it was it straight up, I'll call it twelve. Yeah, Scott leaned. All right, Scott <laughs> leaned. <laughs> yeah it's
2: uh get back up yeah the the corn stalks of course everyone likes tall corn stalks you know and throughout the field you know when we cut corn stalks you got you got tall ones you got short ones just depending on where they're grown. but everyone likes everyone likes the tall ones
0: now this is going to sound like it's 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 a little bit exaggerated but i'm not exaggerating a few years back the company that i well this is sponsored by black diamond garden center the owner jerry sullivan uh, basically, we're out there. We're selling corn stocks, but these are only about six, maybe eight feet at the max with the with the the silk on top. Mm-hmm. This lady pulls up. She's in her early 30s, brand new BMW, more lacquer on her shoes than I had on my truck. Uh, comes in you can hear her click clacking to come in She goes do you people have any cord stocks? I'm having a little soiree That I'm going to need to have to you know accent and, and she goes sure I mean Jerry goes sure well you know I'll take you so the, the man he's in his Late 80s he's, he's a pretty girl He knows what to do he still has that in him Takes her to the porch She goes so these are beautiful these are perfect How am I going to fit them into my, my BMW well she has no idea Jerry goes we'll figure a way we got guys to do this um, but she goes, I have a question. What is that? And he, he's got, you know, 80 plus years of age. It's a little difficult for him to see. He goes, I'm sorry. I have a hard time seeing right now. What do you, What is what? So she goes over and reaches and he goes, you mean this? And she said, yes. He goes, well, dear, that's a, that's an ear of corn. She had no idea that corn grew yeah. on that. That's what the city life is doing. You can get it at the grocery store, or you can get it um, well, primarily in a can. But the ear, she had no idea that it had corn on it. So I am not giving you any any crumb. Scott has seen this when he pulled in. It looks like a swan. <laughs> yeah, it
2: does look like a swan.
0: Um, but it's 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 green mm-hmm. and it's kind of like an off green. It's multicolored. Is that a gourd? It gourd? is a gourd. Ta da! Birdhouse. It's called birdhouse. Is,
2: it is a birdhouse gourd.
0: What? Yes. How did Scott, how did you know that?
2: <laughs> There's a sign.
0: Oh, City he boy snooping. here reads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's just it. I only read what I want to. That's why we got lost coming up here. That is so cool. And, yeah. and so it's a birdhouse gourd. All of these grow like this? Yes. Similarly, not identical?
2: Uh, similarly, yes. Uh, they, they all have a, a, a curved neck to them um, and then with a, with a big round bottom if you would. Um,
0: it looks like a picture with the handle uh bulbing at the at the nose. I mean you could say so many different things about this, but I did I'll, say it looks I'll like a I'll take a picture
1: and throw it on the Facebook page. Good
0: golly. So yeah.
1: so City Boy has a question on the pumpkins. I uh-huh. the, the ones I passed by were really it's a great name, Goose Bump Goose Pumpkins. Yep. Yeah. So what makes those extra goosebumps on pumpkins in some of the is it squash that also does that? gourds gourds so,
2: yeah Thank um, you. That, that's a good question and I, and I get that a lot um you know how, how do you how do you grow goosebump pumpkins with you know looks like they have warts on them um, my answer is plain and simple that's a, a different type of seed that i grow and it, it's all in the genetics of the seed of the seed yep and it, it it's it's really cool to see something like that come out of a seed because you look at a pumpkin a regular orange pumpkin and you you plant a seed to grow that orange pumpkin but then you also grow a plant you know it could be a very identical seed and it gets something with warts on it and it's just so cool in this in this nature in this aspect to to look at everything and and see how it all comes out different this time of the year.
0: You would you would would you save? Let's say you had a pumpkin that had those warts on it. Would you save that pumpkin and try to reincorporate those seeds the following year? What success ratio do you get out of that? Like one out of every thirty thousand?
2: Oh, I don't, I don't. You don't count count numbers there, do you? No. Well, um, you can. I mean, you can. You could take pumpkin seeds. um, You know, when you cut them open, and you could take those seeds and you can you can plant them. Um, Of course. You know, I'm going to talk a lot of fancy scientific terms. All right, and I'm going to try not to and, and lose everybody. Versus, yeah. Exactly. So, um, what the seed companies do is they they treat they treat the seed. Um, they put a, a coating on it, and uh, what that what that coating does is that's some of the coatings actually help to um, um, prevent and make a resistance for uh, uh, p- uh, powdery mildew and yeah. different funguses. So um, in that case, if you were to take a seed from inside a pumpkin, it's it's a raw seed. It's not treated. It, it's nothing special other than it's a pumpkin seed. And you can still plant it, and it will still grow. Um, but, of course, it would be more susceptible to, to diseases. To the disease
0: and other, Okay.
2: So, but it it will still grow, and you know, even in the field, um, you know, rotten pumpkins, pumpkins that drop seeds, they break or something, um, you know, the next year, next spring, you know, they might start to grow, um, grow again, and they will. Uh, we call that volunteer uh, yeah. crops.
0: Do you have a problem with uh, varmints like groundhogs, uh, uh, deer, anybody mm-hmm. similar to that? That's gonna nothing like that.
2: Nope. Um, and there's a lot of people that ask me that because you know I could have a, a, you know a couple miles down the road there could be somebody that comes and say I've got problems with deer in my garden uh, getting my flowers you know and a lot of people do ask me how you know how do you how do you keep the the animals the wildlife away from all this, all your product out here that's just sitting out here for anybody to to get it, any animal to get it. And I say, I don't have problems with that.
0: You've been fortunate.
2: And, you know, for the most part, there's so much wildlife, so much, uh, you know, woods and um, open space out here and crops that the animals actually... Are pretty well satisfied. They, <laughs> they don't need to come to my doorstep yeah, to start eating. My they bacon. got the toothpicks
0: picked in their mouth and they're sitting there with their legs crossed. And
1: <laughs> Did I miss the discussion on Indian corn while yeah, I was grabbing you, the No, uh, you didn't swan? miss
0: the discussion. You brought the swan and you interrupted. There's the 10, 12 foot tall corn that you stood next to. Right. Then we've got something shorter and then something much shorter than that. Which one of those went to camping? 18 years old, went out to Wampler's Lake in Michigan. It's pulled over to the side. We're going to sneak about 200 ears of corn because we thought we were going to have a hobo dinner. We put it in the garbage can we brought in. We're boiling it. Three hours later, it's boiling. It's not ready yet. Six hours later, it's not ready yet. Ten hours later, we're coming to find out. Did you just start the fire? No, well, yeah, I started the fire. It was, <laughs> it was grain corn. Yes. It, I mean, that's stuff you can't cook. I mean, no. you can, but it's not going to be... How do you tell? I mean, are there different sizes for different types of corn?
2: There is. Um, sweet corn um, that you would get at the store, get at a farmer's market, maybe even grow yourself uh, in your own garden. That's, that sweet corn will grow, the, the stock itself will grow shorter than your average field corn stock.
0: So when they say 2-foot two, two foot high by the 4th of July, that means it's an average, but it won't get much taller than about, what, 6 feet?
2: Um, yeah, 6 feet's pretty pretty. Tall for uh, for sweet corn, yeah, Um, and like we mentioned, you know, field corn, uh, corn stalks could be anywhere from eight to possibly twelve.
0: Well, yeah, I'm swearing some of those have got to be about twelve feet.
1: Before 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 I missed my opportunity, I got two more quizzes, (sighs) and you know, we got. Had I known, Matt Matt has. I should have known. Matt has customers he's got to get to too. So, so. Was pumpkin pie served at the Pilgrim's Thanksgiving or not?
0: Oh, for goodness gracious.
1: I'm going to say no. They didn't have microwaves. I, <laughs> well, Matt, yes or no? Pumpkin, pumpkin pie served at Thanksgiving for the Pilgrim's. Remember, these guys were
0: starving. And the Indians came, or the American, Native Americans came in, and they decided that they'd help them stay alive by feeding them. I mean, there might have been a pastry or two. <laughs> P- uh, possibly,
2: yeah. but I, I would have to say maybe it wasn't in the f- form of pumpkin pie that we make. But um, see, he's justifying this. That, see, he's that's good. perfect. Probably that's good. it's this some sort of pumpkin pie. However, they made it back then. So, so that is correct,
1: pumpkin pie. You're kidding according me? According to the, this wonderful internet, that happened to be there at the first Pilgrim Thanksgiving, Scott. they wrote down that no pumpkin pie was. Come served.
0: on, really? There, what, Matt? Did he call you? I don't don't think so. Uh,
1: So, question two, question two, or the last question of this fun filled. I wanted to get to the honey and the corn and, okay, go on. You can get there. (laughs) There's so much. As soon as I shut up.
0: Yeah, okay. Well,
1: all of a sudden, a bunch of likes appeared on the Facebook page. Um, (laughs) 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 All right, so uh, did pilgrims like or dislike pumpkin beer? Pumpkin beer. And You're have kidding. you ever, or or any have you ever had pumpkin beer I whoa, have. Whoa, back up you back have? up yes have Mike, have you had pumpkin beer?
0: heck no, that sounds disgusting oh no. okay,
1: so one yes and one no, but did pilgrims like it so that well, means so they, they had didn't it. have craft beer back then they had it so that means, they had beer well if they had a question whether they like it or dislike it, that means pumpkin beer was there no it doesn't point. mean that. Yeah, it does. It
0: could mean that, you know, because there wasn't any pumpkin beer, they didn't have any choice.
1: Is this your quiz or my quiz? Yeah, okay, go for <laughs> it. So, did they have, did they Did they like or dislike pumpkin beer? The I'll pilgrims.
0: say the, the Pilgrims didn't like it.
2: Well, what's you thought, Matt? I, did you go back and ask them? Yeah,
0: thank you. Well, A the, the internet
2: was there. Yeah,
0: internet was there. Um,
2: you didn't like it. Well, i i like do you like, like it? I like pumpkin beer, so I can't imagine they they wouldn't like it. The I Pilgrims think the loved pumpkin I beer figure. matt
1: Matt's, Matt's like what four for four and one and I mu- don't
2: care that sounds <laughs> disgusting oh it's not pumpkin beers pumpkin beer is very good it's some would say rich um it's not like a you know very happy beer but it's it, it it's very good
0: are you a craft beer aficionado? I mean are you getting into it are you liking
2: it um I like I like some craft beers. Um Boy. I've got my choice of beers though, but uh um of, of course pumpkin beer uh, this time of the, the season, any anything uh any any fall autumn drink like that is, is always great to have. It's better than
0: putting it in coffee I mean, do you like pumpkin spice coffee? You and I went to a coffee shop this morning, you asked for hot chocolate. That's right. <laughs> well, I already
1: had some
2: coffee All right. this morning.
0: So did I. Do you pumpkin spice coffee? Yeah. Oh my goodness! I, I eat, sleep, and breathe pumpkins this time of the year. Well, that's true. This is actually the Lavoy Pumpkin Farm, and this is Matt Lavoy. And okay, now on the, we're going to get. I am going to quickly go from the corn to the to the honey. Yeah, we got to wrap. But you've got corn over there that's got a bunch of you know funny different colors to it. Is that strictly ornamental, or is that something that you would eat? No, that's all ornamental. All ornamental. Yes. And that's nicknamed the Indian corn. Yes. Okay. And do you grow that?
2: Um, I do. Oh my goodness. I do grow it. Uh, that's, it, uh, another type of corn seed. And you plant that and it grows just like, uh, just like corn does. And then you husk it off the, uh, off, off the stalk.
0: I mean, it's, it's cool. It's got a whole yeah. bunch of different. Now there's, do you grow, have you ever grown popcorn? I have not. You gotta do that. And then we're going to come up here and we're going to discuss the different varieties of popcorn next year. All right. Now the Honey. I know that you're not harvesting the honey, nor are you propagating the bees. Mm-hmm. But since most farms know people who, I mean, their next-door neighbors are probably 10 miles down the road, where do you get your honey from?
2: Um, from this uh, region, I get my honey from these Bees. Um, they've got very good raw honey, and they've got different blends as well. They've got uh, like a, a summer blend, uh, I think a spring blend. Um one's darker, one's lighter. Um but it's very good. I've I've tried it myself. It's very good.
0: Um So we have a shout out to these Bees. These Bees in what part of town are they in?
2: Um they're southwest uh, or excuse me, southeast Michigan, northwest Ohio. Um this area. They usually uh, attend uh farmers markets in the areas. Um They'll be in some of your local stores uh, in the areas, so you just have to look them up. I'm not sure exactly where, but there's there's many places I've heard that, that they're located that they sell their product.
0: Matt, we're right now at the very end. You've got customers that are going to start coming in, and we've already seen two of them come in right now. I don't want to interrupt. I want to thank you, Matt Lavoy. Can we ask you to be part of the whole gang next year, let's say from the beginning to the middle to the end of the growing season? Do this all over again.
1: He wants to work the farm, is what he's asking.
0: I want to. I know. I want to. Again, as I said, there are people. You come from an urban area; uh, th- they're not familiar with with the total day and night scenario. I mean, this is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The loudest thing that we heard—no sirens—were two tractors that came through. Yep. Mm-hmm. And no moo cows or ponies or horses for Scott or the, pigs. The chicken's been quiet. Chickens yeah. have even been quiet, but I mean, this is nature. This is cool. Yes. Can we come back?
2: Of course, of course. I, I, I always welcome everybody to come back. Um, I always like to see familiar faces year in and year out. Um, but, yeah, you guys are always more than welcome to come back, and um, maybe even uh, next time I'll explain start to finish from planting the seed to harvest. So
0: we want to do that. We want to go from the beginning to all the way to the end. Yes, it, it is and quite a journey. And compare the season, too. Yes, well, Matt Lavoy, I thank you from Lavoy Pumpkin Farm here in Temperance, Michigan. You're on Facebook, also, aren't you?
2: Yes, we are. So, I mean, is it under
0: Lavoy Pumpkin Farm?
2: It is. Uh, search Lavoy Pumpkin Farm on Facebook. Uh, we are there. We also have a website, uh, LavoyPumpkinFarm. Weebly. That what? What? Weebly. W e e b l y. Correct. Beautiful. Say that again. LavoyPumpkinFarm. Weebly.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, sir. We're going to come back and come on out. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. You're going to get a kick out of it and you're going to enjoy it. I'm Michael Work, the garden guy. Scott Sandstrom, who wanted moo cows and piggies. Got chickens. Got chickens instead. Just as good. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at Your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the garden guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.